Hello, it's Unplanesman Abroad with Ray Franklin. How are you doing today, or this evening, or tonight, wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast? I want to thank you for being a listener here in our second season as we try to improve the uh, podcast a bit. I know the first season we had some very uh, audio issues, and I've been trying to improve, and I hope to improve it more and more with better production, better quality, better sound. Uh, as we go forward. So I thank you for being a listener and for uh, being here throughout this journey and uh, podcasting. And uh, so let's get to it. Today I want to talk about something that has been on my mind and it's really been stirring a lot. And I want to talk about January 6th earlier this year. You know, January 6th, uh, 2021, United States. Um, terrible, terrible, shameful disgraceful day um and i want to talk about the attack on the capitol during the certification final step in the final you know um usually ceremonial the certification of the electoral college votes and the election uh presidential election so let's get to it so again um president election i've talked about election 2020 already i don't want to rehash it uh you know that um Trump lost, and I know a lot of my fellow Republicans are having a heart attack and can't believe that he lost, but face facts, if you audited all the votes, moved all the junk, all the bias, and had the people, every state audit, move all fraud allegations, all the all this stuff that goes down with elections, end of the day, Biden won clearly, fairly, and uh, he won. He won more state. He won the states that he needed to win. He won the uh, population, he won the electoral college, which is the scoreboard. Again, the scoreboard is not the popular vote. Uh, Biden, of course, is going to win that because, again, California is our most populated state, and it gets more blue every single election cycle. So by that way, by that token, um, Biden won you know, New York, another populated state. Uh, that's a blue state that's become a deep blue state as well. So he won those two major population centers. Uh, so he's going to win the popular vote. That that's that's not not an issue. Um, but the electoral college uh, flipped back to where it traditionally was. The states that traditionally went Democrat, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and went back to being Democrat states. And Biden won Arizona. He flipped and uh, he won Georgia. So the Georgia flip was big. The last uh, Democrat to win Georgia was Bill, Bill Clinton, Bill, I want Bill to listen to this podcast, I would love for Bill to listen to it, uh, Bill uh, was the last Democrat to win Georgia, so Biden won Georgia, the margins in Georgia and Arizona were razor thin, and uh, that's why a lot of uh, Republicans are upset, uh, same way the Democrats were upset in 2000, by the way, I don't play this, how dare you question the integrity of the election of the uh, results of the election, uh, the Democrats did that in 2000, and still all whining about 2000 election, claiming Florida was stolen, uh, they claimed 2004 Ohio was stolen, uh, they claimed 2016 Russia changed votes, I've seen that, heard a lot, that Russia went in, and now 2020, my fellow Republicans are saying what, that uh, China changed votes for Joe, so, Again, the, the same foolishness and madness, the big lie so-called you hear on um, left-wing, you know, Democrat media outlets. They have their media outlets, you know, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, most of the people at CNN, a couple, like I told you before, I like, that are uh, in the middle, you know, Smirconish. 
Uh, probably Mr. McConish and a couple of people who like McConish at CNN. Um, but CNN is dominated by Democrats. MSNBC is equivalent of Fox News. Uh, MSNBC this week, I was watching. I heard some crazy. I heard stuff this week that was almost vice news. Uh, left on MSNBC. I just sit there and just shake my head. Like, how can Joe Scarborough sit here and just like, dude, uh, like you tell you, some days Joe just bites his teeth. Like, I can't listen. I know I mentioned that before, but I don't want to go there. But so anyway, uh, fellow Republicans are mad we lost. Uh, they, they are doing these fake audits. They're fake. They're shams. They're ripoffs. Uh, the grifters in the GOP are out there grifting, saying that they can turn the election around next month and put Trump back in the White House. And that's not true. Uh, that's grifting, that's stealing, that's, that's playing my fellow Republicans and uh, Trump supporters. I'm not a Trump supporter, by the way. I'm those dreaded never-Trump Republicans. And, uh, and and how that really, um, you know, the people just playing them for suckers, just taking their money and donating and, and just really grifting on them. Con artists, you know, they're not really doing anything. A lot of con artists are out there in Congress. A lot of con artists are out there in the media. And a lot of con artists are out there... Um, Getting paid, getting paid off of um, that this lesson is going to be overturned and, and Trump's going to get in. That's not going to happen, guys. That's not going to happen. Trump could get in if he wins in 2024, which I think he is going to run in 2024. He has to, I believe. Um, I believe, you know, he just come out at it. I think he'll win the Republican nomination. The only way he could lose is to Ron DeSantis. I think of Ron DeSantis, I think he's going to win, as I said before on a podcast recently, win Florida really easy here. He's going to win re-election against Nikki Freed real easy if she's a Democrat nominee. And uh, if he continues to do a good job as governor, or as what people perceive as a good job of governor, he's gonna he's gonna stay enrolled to that nomination. I think he can beat Trump. I think I think DeSantis has to form a way he and the only he can beat Trump within the Republican Party. And uh and that's gonna be you know, that's gonna be shocking, I think, because again, you have a lot of Republicans that are just tired of Trump and Trumpism. They're like, hey, need somebody else up there and they could probably uh put DeSantis up there. But that's something different. We'll see how it plays out. You know, the future only Yahweh knows the future. The rest of us are just living it moment by moment, second by second. So we'll see what happens. 2024, who knows? You, it, it could be, you know, it could be me president. I could be president for president. 2024 is how things get deteriorate. Who knows? You may, 2020, by the time 2024 rolls around, I don't know, dude, you do, this country, you don't know who's going it, to, it, it's really one of those things where you just sit there and shake your head. You just don't know. Things change so much. And that's what 1-6 happened. Like, if you're a history nerd like me, you know this happens throughout history. Uh, you know that people lose elections, lose polls, and, and they ra- and they have riots and and things. This happens. This happens in the United States. It's happened in American history, and, and this is what happened. So January sixth, again, all of us saw it. The events, and, and there's people in my party trying to spin it. And they're lying. They're straight up lying. You know, those Republicans saying this was no bad, this was no big deal, this was peaceful. They're lying. They were the same people cowering uh, in Congress that day because that mob was coming for everybody. That mob didn't care if you were Republican or Democrat. If you let loose a mob and they're angry and they're nuts, they're going to be tearing everything up no matter who you are. This uh, idiocy that, oh, we would have been all right if they would have. No. No, you wouldn't have been. If it wasn't for the brave folks at the Capitol Police, D.C. Metro, and all the other law enforcement agencies, the National Guards and stuff that did the dirty work, clean those really insurrectionists, rioters, coup attempt, really, and I get to that later, out, uh, they still, they, a lot of blood would have been shed. That day could have been a real bloody day. People died already. People were killed already. People died as a result of already. Uh, suicides from uh, some of the people who responded and worked. It was hell to watch. It was hell to watch. So 
that morning, you know, I thought it was just going to be a protest. You know, people marching outside the Capitol, yelling, screaming obscenities, but, you know, sort of holding the line while inside the Capitol, you know, there's some political theater or whatever, probably lasts a day or two days, but whatever. Uh, the certification happens, buying wins, and just going home. So... Before that, there was a big build-up in the GOP, like, we're going to do something, we're going to do something, we're going to do something. There's all these radio, I remember listening to Rush Limbaugh and listening to Sean Hannity, and not much, because I, I don't listen to Hannity that much anymore, especially back then, that was Rush's, uh, toward the end of his life, so, uh, Rush, I was listening to Rush, uh, listening to other people, and they were like, we're going to change things, we're going to change things, we're going to turn things around, and, and you listen to the filling host and rush, and they all were like, we're going to do something on the 6th, you know, and it sort of was, you know, a rally, explosion, a protest, did not think it was going to be storming the physical building, which I saw, you know, I'm at work, I can't say what I do for a living, who I work for, the employee won't allow that, so uh, they are very strict about that. Don't you dare mention you work for us and what you do on your podcast. I'm like, okay. So, uh, but I was at work watching uh, television and saw it. You know, just like a lot of people were at work listening on the radio, and it was just, um, you know, just okay. Protest. You know, Trump, Mo Brooks. Again, political speech that Don Jr. was doing. That's political speech. You know, you know, we're, we're gonna have to come out there. We're gonna have a good time doing it. I've heard people on the right, left, middle. That's political speech. You're just getting the crowd hype. You're just giving them a rally. You know, that's what Don Jr. was doing. I'm, I'm tired of people trying to twist his words and like he was calling for... No, he was not. Leave Don Jr. alone. Don Jr., Mo Brooks, former President Trump, they're just doing political hypeness. You know, and, and you want to hear political hypeness, go to some of these rallies and some of the, the members of the other side, the Democrats. It ain't political rally. Political speech is supposed to be fiery. Nobody in America, Americans love fiery politicians. We love fiery political speech. Not rabbit crazy, Howard Dean screaming, yeah, type uh, political speech, but uh, like political speech that is fiery, that is passionate. And that's all that was. They were just doing fiery, passionate speech. I'm so sick of people saying Trump wanted them to, you know, attack or whatever. I don't have any clear indication of that. I know there's books and everything and stuff like that. If you have a video of him saying, get it, burn it down, then that'll be different. But right now, my my, fo my focus is looking back at it and looking at it in time. It was a fiery political rally that Trump was known for. It was fiery political speeches, what everybody's done and people have done throughout the history of politics in this nation. Okay, people are being inauthentic. We're like, oh, I can't believe they said some of the things they said during that rally. I'm like, dude, get out of here. Have you heard some of the things you said, you know, you know, your podcast, your columns, you know, you got, I got like one, two listeners here. So one of my two listeners, I thank you, my, my listeners, all of you who take the time to listen. But have, have you heard the things that you said? Have you heard the thing, you know, again, the hypocrisy that is in politics. I've talked about that before. So narrative, frustration, whatever, and my other issues, and I'll talk about it again. But that is the issue there. The issue is it was fiery political speech, and it was fiery, you know. And it was, do you agree with it? I didn't vote for Trump. Not in 20, not in 16. Never Trump Republican. He hates my, my class of Republicans. So, no, I didn't vote for him. Didn't vote for him in 16, didn't vote for him in 20. I told you before, before I voted for Biden. I said that on my 2020. Voted for Biden, and I voted for Republicans and Democrats down ticket. Some won, some lost. That's what I'm doing. I'm a moderate. I vote for moderates. Call it a day. So, anyway... Um, so, so, so you had the speech, you had the people marching up, protesting. And I thought they're just going to get around and shout. Even when they got up on the steps, I thought, okay, they're up on the steps. They're passionate. They're, they're shouting. They're not going to try to breach the building. And, and, and then they breached the building and things went nuts. So that was just criminal act. A lot of them have been arrested. Q Shaman, uh, Shaman, Shaman, how you pronounce it. He's been arrested. 
a lot of other people have been arrested as well. Hundreds of arrests. The investigation is ongoing. Uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation is doing it and and uh, investigating people. People have been arrested. People, a couple of people have been sentenced already. Some people have been convicted. You know, some people are pleading guilty left and right. So it's a criminal investigation that's going on. The FBI is investigating it and uh, they're locking people up. So hundreds of people have been locked up and they're they're working on it right now. Probably got analysts looking through data, doing what they can do. So. What, again, so clear as day, that's what happened. I know a lot of my Republicans are trying to spin it. Don't let them spin it. Don't let any Republicans spin it. They were terrified. They were scared. Angry mobs do angry mob stuff. They tear stuff down. They attack people. They don't care who they are. Uh, some of those people look way out of it. So they're like, I'm not. I don't know if they could tell uh, Gomert from Bobert. I don't know if they could tell uh, AOC from Bobert herself. So I don't know if they could tell. They were those people were out of it. And once you get you know chaos and destruction going, you saw the destruction that happened. You saw the the, the guy with uh, the speaker's podium, Pelosi speaker podium, wa- waving at the camera. He got arrested, of course, like a fool. Um, it's also some of the other people as well who were live streaming it. They got arrested. They were live streaming it without their mask on. Then went inside with their mask on and like they weren't going to get caught. I was like, these are not the smartest criminals. So, uh, a lot of them were easy to catch because a lot of them were known, you know, known MAGA supporters, known Trump supporters, and they went out and they tore stuff up. And, uh, that's what happened. People there wanted President Trump to be put in, and they did not want the certification process to happen. They wanted Trump to remain in office, and uh, that's a coup. People say, oh, that's not a coup. A coup by Midwestern definition or this definition is an insurrection. I'm not here to play games. Those people who stormed the Capitol wanted Trump to stay in power. Their job was to stop the constitutional process. Their job was to keep Trump in power. That's it. That's what they wanted. When you talk to them, when you listen to them, you go online, read their complaints, you look at their videos beforehand. They were people who wanted Trump to be in power. And I love how, too, they pick all the people out there. That's a guy there. See, he's Antifa, this person, that person. That's like, again, that's like going to a, ordering a, going to a fish market where they have shrimp and like a couple other fish, but most of the stuff is shrimp. And you're picking out like the spare fish, ignoring the pile of shrimp there. They're people with Trump supporters. They were MAGA supporters. They were proud MAGA. And they were Trump supporters for months before the event happened. So these were known Trump supporters. These were people known in the extreme Trump community. Uh, some of you followed their blogs and shared their posts on Facebook and social media. Uh, and, and they were known. So these people wanted that. They wanted Trump to remain in power. They wanted to destroy the constitutional process. It was an attack on the Constitution. It was an attack on the Capitol. It was a, a means of keeping a politician who lost an election in power. And you notice how gutless my party is? They can't say Trump lost the election. They can't say it. And, and it's one of those things you sit down with Trump and angry and vicious. You know, Trump is, you know, intimidated. He always was, was the bully pulpit, even now, bullying the GOP around. You can't even have Kevin McCarthy say it. It's Leader McCarthy can't say it. Leader McConnell has said it. Other Republicans have said it. Other Republicans are afraid to say it. They're afraid to say he lost. I'm not afraid, but I don't work for Trump. I'm not in office. You know, he lost. And nothing's going to change that. Yeah, come back in 2024. Come back in 2028. Come back in 2032. You know, come back and win. But he can't deal with that. And I'm sure people have sat down who care about him and know him have told him, dude, you lost. 
But to this day, you probably never believe it. He'll go, he'll go, as I said, he'll go to God saying, God, I won. God's like, you lost, homie. He's like, nah, I disagree, guys. He's, he's gonna, he's, he's, for all eternity, he's going to believe he won. He, he just is. And that's the thing I think people liked about Trump was that he never buckled. He never surrendered. He never played the, okay, I'll buckle game. He always, even when he signed stuff, he I signed it because I had to and sit there and rail at what he signed. And uh, that's why people are like, hey, should we use Trump to get, uh, you know, him on the vaccine, the anti-vax people crowd, who people who don't want to get vaccinated, his supporters who don't want to get vaccinated. He could tell them they'll get vaccinated. Here's the thing. You do a PSA with Trump, and he do a PSA when he comes out, says, hey, get vaccinated. The vaccines were, were developed under my presidency, uh, Operation Warp Speed. Uh, they're safe. I'm vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated. Then he'll go on some media show. 30 seconds later, ripping what he just said. I mean, yeah, I don't get vaccinated. Don't trust him. Ah, don't trust Biden. But then, again, Harris says she and Biden have spoke. They don't trust the vaccines developed under Trump themselves. So, again, everybody plays the political games and points fingers and does the same thing. The Democrats and Republicans do the same dance, pointing at each other. We just live in a world that's MSNBC and Fox News dominated with a couple of people trying to be fair. But when it comes back to 1-6... It's easy because, again, you talk to the people who were there. You talk to the people who were the Capitol Police. You don't talk to the politicians because politicians, remember, they all spin. Talk to Capitol Police. If you know somebody who works for the Capitol Police who was there, somebody who worked for D.C. Metro who was there, talk to them. A lot of you guys know them. A lot of you people know them. You reach out to people. Listen to what they say. So, like with Civil War, and people try to do the lost cause narrative or myths and straight up lies about the Civil War. If you just read the books written by Civil War veterans, Read books by people who used to own plantations. Read some of the news articles at the time. They'll tell you what people's mentality were. Yeah. And so, and, and the UCO, Lost Cause was a lie. Yeah. All this other stuff was a lie. Yeah, these people were racist. They were evil. They, hate, they hated it. They, they were willing to die to hold on to, you know, slavery and uh, oppression of black people. And they oppressed black people after slavery. And they did all the terror, the black codes, Ku Klux Klan, uh, you know, ending Reconstruction, making Reconstruction a mess. And then uh, the horror of segregation and Jim Crow after we, another century after Reconstruction. It's just a fact that that's true. That they only put the statues up that people call history or American history because they were rebelling against civil rights and trying to promote a lie that many of the Southern generals were not good generals. They weren't outmanning, outgunned by the Union at times. They just stunk and got crushed by the Union. The Union had better generals. Sherman and Grant were better than Lee. So when you say those things, it, 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 it's hard. It's, it's hard for you to come out and say, yeah, we lost and we deserve to lose. So, But again, people don't want to admit that. People don't want to admit that about sports teams. Y'all stole the game from us. The refs stole the game. Packers fans and my Buccaneers beat them last year. The refs gave y'all that game. Refs gave y'all that game. See, pe- people don't want to admit, you know, the Suns. Oh, refs gave the, the Bucks the series. You know, er- everybody when they lose, you know, we gave y'all, you know, the refs, the refs, the officiating. And that's what politics has become. You stole the election. You stole the election. You stole the election. You stole the election. Uh, I think it's more like about 08 and 12. Those were such uh, good wins by uh, former President Obama. Not a lot of people are complaining about stolen. That's what I loved about Reagan. Reagan destroyed. Destroyed Carter, 44 states to six. Destroyed Mondale, 49 states to one. He stole nothing. He crushed it. (laughs) So everybody wants to complain about stolen. And, and fraud and lost and, and the Democrats it's you know uh, voter suppression Republicans our party is voter fraud why because nobody can admit they lost 
You stunk. The other guy was better. You lost. On January 6th, that type of mentality came to a head, as it does in societies, as it does in governments, and it does in nations. And America OD'd in front of the world. I personally told someone America OD'd on foundational white supremacy in front of the world. Because the appeal of Trumpism, the appeal of MAGism, is foundational white supremacy. And that's the sin that this nation will not repent for. As a Christian, you know, Baba Thumper myself, we always there's always stuff in the Old Testament, New Testament about intercession, about atonement, about going before and confessing your sins and saying, These are my sins, these are the things done wrong, these are the things my ancestors done wrong, these are the things God we've done wrong against you as a people, as a nation. And Christians, you know, the white wing Christians, they love to do that about abortion every year. Oh, we have and then, you know, racism's like, oh, we ain't repenting for that sin. Foundational white supremacy is America's original sin. Slaughtering the indigenous people who are here, slaughtering the enslaved Africans, rewarding people for their catering and surrender and bending the knee to it, even to this day in this very moment, and punishing those who, who wisely speak out against it. That's America's original sin. That's the sin America will not repent for. That's the heart. If I, I read the Dred Scott decision, and that's what's at the heart of the Dred Scott decision. That's what's at the heart of Plessy versus Ferguson. That's just what the heart of this nation is that this nation will not repent for foundational white supremacy. And America OD'd on it on January 6th in front of the whole world. And like a drug addict that won't quit the drug, keeps making excuses about what happened. I have mental issues, uh, suffered this, suffered that, or, or it was a stressful day, or this or that, or this happened. Can't own it, can't say, you know what, I was evil, and this is my God. My drug is my God, and I do anything and everything to protect it, to keep it, to get high off of it. It is my most precious thing in my life. And that's what happens when you have substance abuse problems. That substance, those substances dominate your life. There's a God, no God, like a substance. People doubt the existence of their God. I've doubted the existence of my God. People have doubted the existence of God's, but, but no one's ever <laughs> doubt when they're locked in on that substance. A substance abuse is a very serious issue. They want that, That's the thing that controls their lives. You ever see the movie Cecil B. The Minute? You remember uh, there's a character in the movie Cecil B. The Minute directed by John Waters. Yes, I've seen that movie as well. And uh, there's a character in this. And I had all these problems in my life. Until I got hooked on drugs, now I just have one, and and that's a, and that's what it is. That substance, that 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 foundation of white supremacy is just America will not repent for it. It was just like Ronaldo. If you cater to it, you'll be rewarded. If 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 you surrender to this true sin, you'll be rewarded. Said, but you just OD'd on January 6th in front of me. Well, I didn't OD. It was a peaceful protest, just like Black Lives Matter, just like Antifa, just like no, those protests weren't peaceful either. But again, you're the, you're the person that was painting the fence, uh, caught, caught with graffiti, and the other kids were doing graffiti. You're like, well, this, this is my graffiti. Why didn't you arrest the other ones? Deal with those people later. What they did was wrong. They should be prosecuted. I don't support any rioting, any looting, any violence, any destruction of government property, any of that. No matter what you're doing it for. And I definitely don't support people trying to overthrow the Constitution of the United States. Trying to turn America from a republic into a dictatorship. To protect the core of this nation of foundation of white supremacy, this sin, this drug, this substance that it will not let go of, that it will not repent of, it will go to God and say, God, I cannot give up this drug. You hear that? Like, oh, I can't give up sex with this woman. 
I can't give up sex with this man. I can't give up this. I can't give up that. That's what America is. That's what America to repent. That's what America to agree. I don't want reparations, me personally. I don't want, you know, another holiday. I don't want to say I'm sorry. I don't want I just want America to repent and get off say I'm an addict. I'm addicted to the foundation of white supremacy and I want it gone. I OD'd on January the sixth. And just like an addict, when you survive the OD and you aren't ready to be clean, you get up and run and look for the high again. That's all America's doing. Looking for that high again. Looking for that high again. January 6th, the Republic came under attack. And when the Republic is under attack, a lot of times the military has defended this Republic. The Republic was under attack on January 6th, 2021. And the law enforcement stepped up and saved the Republic. So what happened on January 26th? An attempted coup that failed. An attack on the Republic and Constitution of the United States that failed. It failed because law enforcement, the U.S. Capitol Police, D.C. Metro Police, the law enforcement that responded, and later the military, the National Guard, protected it. But in a thin moment of line, in a thin attack line, when the mob was at the door, when people with thin blue line flags were beating up law enforcement, hitting law enforcement officers in the head with thin and blue line flags, claiming to be supporters of the police, beating police officers up, sp spraying police officers with bear spray, attacking, trying to kill, trying to harm police officers. The Capitol Police, D.C. Metro Police, save the Republic. Eugene Goodman, Officer Eugene Goodman, we know him. He got, he got, he earned it. They came, mob came up. He saw the Senate chamber door open. He protected it. He he stirred the mob up, and and he said and he turned the people away. Got them tra chasing after him. Eugene Goodman saved the republic. Black man, as we black people always do, saving this republic. We all gonna thank us for saving this republic. <laughs> we, you know, everybody else does too. White. All the other ethnic groups. But everybody together. All law enforcement that was there on the ground that day. My respect to you. Because apart from the political raw sewage. Apart from my opinion. Apart from the other opinions of politicians. Apart from the lies and spin by everybody. The reality was. Y'all were under attack. The constitution was under attack. The republic was under attack. And y'all defended it. Everybody who responded in the crisis time, from everybody who was there, Secret Service people who were guarding pants, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And never say law enforcement, again, never defended Republic. It's always been the military. That day it was law enforcement. And there's a lot of things in law enforcement that need to change. But that courage, that commitment to the Republic, never change it. Thank you.